What's going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 213 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo. And Shelly Walter. Hello. This week we're geeking out about making next-gen portable Disney news, Tiger King, and a bunch of questions because it was a pretty slow news week. It just, it just was. Uh, first, special shout-out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace. Specifically, Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Sam Watson, Hannah Bacon, Dan Alo, Trey Brayman, Peter Tallow, Michael Miller Jr., Hannah Goose, Dalton Burton, Michael, and Caleb Ardwin. Thank you so much. Uh, this is a difficult time. Uh, I mentioned this before. I'm just I'm really thankful that people um, haven't backed out of it, uh, that you're you know, sticking with us. Um, it's now more of a sacrifice than it's been in the past. Um, mm-hmm. So your generosity is just that much more appreciated. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, we can talk about video games. Uh, probably still still playing Animal Crossing. Yes. Oh yeah. I yeah, just didn't list it because less, I'm playing it still. Less because of eggs, which just got fixed day of recording, or at least I'm sick of eggs. Li- made better, but man, I, I fished a lot less eggs today. Yeah, yeah. They they released a patch, which is really, I'm really thankful for that. Needed. But it's uh. Yeah, that kind of killed it a little bit for me. So I'm at this point, I've, I'm still yeah. doing like daily stuff. Um, but yeah. I think about it. <laughs> I've never met this like bunny eggs. that is supposed to be traveling your village. I've never oh, met really? him yet. Oh, he looks like something he... in a bunny suit. Like he's a little bit bigger than everyone else. He's real creepy looking. Yeah, I don't, I don't like him. Maybe he only he comes around several like... times a day. He's really. He looks at Five silly. Nights at Freddy's character. Huh. Yeah, a lot of people are making those comparisons. Uh, he really? I just that. thought about that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I don't know totally. when, if he, I, I've only ever seen him on April 1st, at least in my town. Oh. So I, 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 I wonder on that if he too. was just there the first to introduce the thing and then oh, okay. hasn't been there since. That's all I I've literally of. been selling all my eggs. Like, I don't care about any of the bunny day clothing, oh, furniture. I'm definitely going to get my last thing. I'm gonna get that wand. Oh yeah, get the wand. You can get yeah, any. Other, I got I'm a bamboo wand. I like that more. I have a cherry blossom wand. I haven't made it yet, but I have it. You make See, wands? I like the cherry blossom stuff. Yeah. I finally got a recipe or two today for cherry blossom stuff. And I'm like, thank goodness, because that's what I the actually care about. The cherry blossoms are cool. <laughs> They're really pretty. Yeah. I just don't know I... why they, the event overlapped. Like. It'd be cool if they were separate events My or favorite something. thing was one of my characters even hates Egg Day. <laughs> That's really? awesome. He's, oh, so he's like a workout dude, and he was like, I was boulder lifting, and every time I boulder lifted, eggs would come out. So I'm so sick of seeing eggs, I'm just going to stop boulder lifting for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's super funny. That's awesome. I was like, man, that's this real fourth wall there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all mine have been Meta. very, very into it. They love yeah. <laughs> Egg Day. They think it's the best day ever, which, of course, the next event, they're going to be like, this is the best day ever, which is cool to be excited yeah. about them, I guess. They they keep the excitement up, and I don't. That game got patched, like, three or four times this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. gnarly. Oh, that's A lot of it's been, like, glitches and stuff. Yeah. 
I like it. Right now, today, I have my... I'm a little bit behind everyone, so I'm getting my tent thing turned into a uh, actual building in the town square. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't able to get to my Nook ATM thing or uh, the shop, the clothing shop's being put up. And so I was kind of bummed because there's not much to do today while I wait for that to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did my stuff around the village, and I was like, well, I guess that'll be that. I just got done paying off the second bridge that I'm going to have built, so that's cool. I, I do need to put some inclines, so that way, like, I can stop using that dang ladder for a while. I'm sick of using oh, that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, I finally got an incline this last week, so yeah, it is pretty nice to not have to always pull out the ladder. Or, like, to have another bridge and not have to pull yeah. out the pole, uh, the pole, but... Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Cool. LJ, what else have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing a couple things. Like I'm still, I still play my you know usual stuff most of the time. Um, but the newer, the newer things I've been playing is um, I started playing. There's this game Terminator Resistance that came earlier in the year. Um, okay. I I was supposed to be reviewing it. Um, it was kind of one of those lower priority kind of things. Like you know, it wasn't it was this major release, but. Um, just as more things started coming out, I started covering other games and such, and so I've had it for a while. I've, I've I played it like when I bought it a couple months ago at this point, but it is a first-person shooter set in like the futuristic like apocalypse of the Terminator universe. So like you're part of the you're part of the resistance. Uh, that's kind of why it's called Resistance. Um, but it feels like part Call of Duty, almost part Fallout in a way because. There are some areas that are like linear, like shoot 'em up kind of stuff, but then there are some semi-open worlds where you're kind of scavenging for for things, like to craft items and stuff. So it's so it's a little fallouty. Um, and then like when you go to the open are areas, you Terminator? Are you no, a Terminator? you're a you're human. human. So what's cool is um, at the beginning of the game, uh, something happens. I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I played the, the first like mission or whatever, but um, you get separated because you're supposed to let them know about, uh, there's, so there was this, there was this human Terminator. They don't know what it is yet. And so they're basically explaining like, yeah, that we are infiltrated by this Terminator who looked like a human. So it's basically around whenever the, those, whenever they started doing that, whenever Skynet started doing okay. that. So it's really neat. I like that concept. So at some point I wonder if I'm going to come in contact with, with the Arnold Terminator. Um, but there are there are some stealth segments too where you have to go like rescue like some soldiers, and it's pretty crazy because the uh, the the T eight hundreds the like skeleton ones they're pretty tough uh, in that in that section before you get any weapons that can actually like fight them well, and so like you kind of have to like stealth around and stuff like that is really cool. Um, but I, I I'm finishing it this week so that way I can get a review written up. Um, so uh, it, it's not bad. It's kind of surprising. Uh, the original the developers originally worked on this uh, very bad like last gen like Rambo game like years ago and so everybody's like oh this is gonna be garbage and then I played it and I'm like this is actually pretty good <laughs> so I saw exciting. I think it was footage of it was Predator yeah uh-huh. uh, Predator Hun- game Hunting that Grounds was really really cool you know uh-huh. Hunting Grounds the Predator game is called okay yeah you know what's a bummer about it though is it's that uh, asymmetric like. Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight multiplayer, so I'm kind of bummed out about that because of that. 
okay. Because I'm like, I want to be Predator and just, like, roam the jungle and, like, kill some soldiers and stuff. Like, I don't want to have to worry about, like... I mean, I guess Predator, you're only playing with, like, as yourself against other people. But it's like, I don't really want that ever Predator game. The little bit I saw looked like a campaign, so I was thinking it was, it like... It did. It it looks like... Go out and, like... Yeah. That would have been so cool. Yeah, like, the Predator, he has, like, these Assassin's Creed-like, like, climbing mechanics and stuff. And it's yeah. just, like... To me, like, that's wasted technology. I'm like, you're gonna... I mean, like, that's cool because multiplayer, like, is a... You know, that's the thing these days. But I'm just like, I don't want to have to worry about queuing up into a game. Like, there was a PS2 game right. I played called Predator Concrete Jungle that was like that. And I was that was a single-player Predator game. And I'm like, I just want that again. Yeah, that's what I thought that was. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of bummed now. Yeah. I was hoping for, like, skill tree. You unlock, like, different moves and stuff. There are AI cool. soldiers that are in the mix. But it's definitely the, you're, you know, you're up against four other players. See, I would want it to be, like good ai so that you were actually like hunting mm-hmm. the the other yeah the enemy yeah i'm just not a fan of that multiplayer style yeah um, no, i get you but yeah as far as licensed game games go that that terminator one is surprisingly pretty decent um the other one i've been playing real quick is uh, warhammer vermintide 2 uh, it's the sequel to the warhammer like left for dead style game mm-hmm. uh, my brother and i have been playing that a lot and so i'm this like witch hunter and you you have all these different like weapons you can get like loot boxes for and stuff like that like uh, one of my favorite ones is you have this crazy like gatling gun like shotgun thing and then he can use like either like a light fencing sword or some kind of like great sword but he's like a witch hunter so he has all these like buffs and everything like it's pretty legit um but yeah that's a really cool fantasy style like left for dead thing i was able to get a new uh, game as well not a new game it's not brand new uh hellblade new Sacrifice. Ooh, what do you think yeah. of it? it came out in 2017 it is nuts man i told you it was gonna be dark yeah oh my goodness so we played it i turned it on at like two o'clock in the morning oh we had some friends over um there were less than 10 of us it was just two other people um and uh, they all played animal crossing uh, my wife mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's those such two. a weird opposite <laughs> yeah and so you know i was like i got like tia was like play your new game and i was like i don't know if we should play this around people <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning and she was like no no everyone's like oh no it'd be totally cool go ahead and play it so i i didn't wear play headphones but i turned oh, no. uh the sound effects and the music down and turned the voices up and then just turned it real loud on my... So it would be kind of like I was wearing headphones. Um, and for those who don't know, it is about uh, a Viking... From what I've gathered so far, I feel like there's going to be some reveals that I'm not aware yet, but on the surface, uh, you are a Viking lady who... A shield maiden, I guess, uh, who the entire village has been destroyed, including your uh, lover, uh, your man. And uh, so you are trying to get back trying to get into helheim uh to be with him i don't necessarily uh, know if it's trying to, to get him, him back i think to try to yeah. like i think you know what's crazy too is i think she's more like of celtic origin okay yeah, yeah. so not necessarily viking because she's got that blue like celtic like i think the vikings like raided that. and destroyed her village okay. i think the that's hair and stuff yes and it's so that's how the worlds yeah. connect okay and it's 
so I don't even know how to explain this. You hear voices in the game. Uh, there is a narrator that I've gathered. Uh, there are two or three uh, ladies, it seems, who um, are basically gossiping about you the entire time to each other. Uh, best way to put it. Uh, and then there's your fear, and uh, which can be helpful. Uh, and then this like guy who's talking to you through stones and a demonish voice. I haven't gathered <laughs> what, who's what yet. Um, so some fun examples would be uh, it goes no matter where you turn uh, or it's like you can turn your head if you want. So I turned my head and it was like but it'll be just out of view where you're most vulnerable. And I was like, well, I, th I, I thought I was supposed to turn. I'm sorry. And there was one thing where it was like, uh, look over there. And then the girls gossiping were like, why isn't she looking over there? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't she do that? Or like, like when you're first going yes. in there, they're like, she's not going to go. Is she like, they're like, yes, she is. Like, yeah. it's, like they're like, yeah. And so, yeah, it's crazy. But, I on. looked down while climbing a thing. There's some platforming stuff going on, I guess, kind of. Uh, and uh, they're like, yeah, go ahead, fall. Like, good job. And I was just like, mm, you guys are going to stop. And then when you're fighting, the voices get real loud. Um, you're fighting things. And what's really cool, too, um, is because it would be one thing to be able to say that none of it's real, uh, but because you're dealing with this mythological stuff, uh, Helheim and then these, like, creatures, and uh, uh, there's a bunch of this mythological stuff that is just as crazy as she is. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of, like, you don't know what's real and what's not some of the times because of that. Mm -hmm. um, it's really interesting. And I almost feel like it's disrespectful to say crazy. They, they did a lot of work. Um, she's, she's really broken. Like, she's schizophrenic, and uh, she's a little bit, she seems to be delusional. Um, she sees, like, things that aren't there. Uh, and they had actual psychiatrists, like, work on this game. And yes. Yep. That's cool. I know this is kind of old news to some people, but um, I only played maybe a couple hours of it, and uh, I would say definitely... So I didn't play at 2. We got done around 2. So it was like midnight. We played till 2. Uh, there's no way I stayed up till 4 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was – you should definitely check it out. Um, but know that it is intense and it will make you very anxious. Uh, That's the idea. It's supposed to – you're supposed to feel what, what somebody who is going through those things would feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't fighting there a is like, – VR version of that game? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, you can. I think it's on... I don't know if it's PSVR, but I know they do have VR on the PC version. Yeah. That would be really stressful. Yeah. And then the sequel is coming out. But I think that oh, is, yeah. that's going to be a Series X exclusive. Because Microsoft owns Ninja that's Theory. Right. Now. I caught myself saying things like... They're, like The voices would be like, you're not going to make it. And I was like, I am. Just stop. <laughs> like or i'm fighting and i was like i just need you all to shut up <laughs> i'm trying to do this That's so and it was just weird to be like you see that in like movies and stuff when yeah. someone is like hearing voices they're like just stop uh but like i myself found myself like arguing with these voices that i know aren't real so were they like, were, so were your screen. were your friends and wife like watching you were they tripping out on it as well yeah, uh, I don't think my friends who were like, no, go ahead and play it, understood 
completely what we were <laughs> getting ourselves into. Yeah. Um, That's why even like when them... you were asking me about it, I was like, just I was like, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. LJ told me to wear headphones, and I plan to do that for some of it. Yes. Um, do it. We'll end but... with the lights off. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I hope it's not horror. Uh, even, even though it's not horror, you still feel very mm-hmm. stressed. It's not uh, like the kind of you like feel attacked. Monsters are gonna jump yeah. out at you kind of horror. It's a very much like psychological horror. Like a, ah. Um, but I had w- one of our friends. They actually stopped playing a bit of the game and was just watching <laughs> as I was going through it. That's it was, cool. Yeah, it's real interesting. Uh, if you can deal with the anxieties that it will give you, um, I recommend it. Yeah, because it's definitely difficult in that aspect. Yeah, I understand. There are points in the game where I was. There are people that are going through those things, so there's a huge disclaimer there. Yeah, and it gives you that in the game too, which is good. Uh, Lets you know that you know if you're struggling with whatever disorders, don't play it. I think Uh, there's a documentary in there you could watch too when you're done with it. Oh, cool. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yep. It said it stopped me. It said there were spoilers in here. And then, so did you know that um, the actor? I think it's Mia Mia Yergens. She uh, she won an award at the Game Awards a couple of years ago for that performance. Oh, I can see that. Because she was literally so check this out. She was literally their like video editor or something. Like she was like an editor or producer. On, uh, with right. She theory. wasn't even like. She was supposed to be a placeholder. Actress. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So she was supposed to be a placeholder for the, for like before they found an actress, and so they started like when they were doing it, they basically like asked her like, "Hey, well, do you want to play this 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 character? Like, you're perfect." And so like she That's literally cool. won like performance of the year at the Game Awards that year. My favorite part of it is you get to the end and they're like, "You can always turn back," and the voices get louder and louder about her going back, mm. and so she kicks her boat back into the river <laughs> and it's like i'm not going back yeah it's like nope and i was like well okay then <laughs> <laughs> that's cool ah, it's good okay we'll move on what uh what's going on in the gaming world um so there is a company that does some of these awesome switch ports that some people have already played called virtuous and they want to bring next gen titles to the switch when next gen Sweet. comes around so they've done uh, so they've done games like recently uh, I don't think they're out yet necessarily but Outer Worlds is supposed to be out pretty soon the port of that um, they've done the Dark Souls Remastered port they're working on the 2K ports for the Bioshock collection and the Borderlands games uh, that are coming to Switch um, yeah. so it'll be a question of like how well can we down res yes these new intense games yeah because that's that's been the discussion they're like well how is the switch going to compete with this power and so the president in this article says some things like that they're beginning to strategize in ways they can be able to do that and they're talking with companies on like you know ways on how they can help them basically but yeah i think that's exciting um they they do really good ports. They, I'm not 100% sure, but they might have done those recent Assassin's Creed ports, the uh, Rebel Collection, um, which has Black Flag and uh, Rogue in it, and those are really good ports. Uh, from what I've heard, that Dark Souls remastered port is really good too. So, I think if if any if it's any if it's going to be anybody that's going to help make these ports, uh, I think they're the right people to do it. Um, so yeah. 
that's kind of it for that. Uh, and then second piece of news is real quick, but exciting for League of Legends fans. Uh, Legends of Runeterra has a release date of April 30th. This is the League of Legends card game. Yeah, mm-hmm. they announced that at E3 last year, right? Was that? No, it was the... Uh, it wasn't E3. They had some kind of just like live stream or something. Game Award, Game Awards had like Magic the Gathering stuff. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw League of Legends stuff. They talked about... It was when they announced the... Uh, they announced all their different projects. Yeah. I don't think that was E3. I think they just did some kind of live stream with it. Okay. Because um, this was... Uh, right now they're hyping up that game Valorant too, which is like a cross between Counter-Strike and Overwatch. Okay. And so, like, they had that on Twitch Rivals recently, and so they were giving away closed beta codes uh, to people who were, like, watching the stream for that. And the, Brandon and Jamie were both, like, watching watching a bunch of people's live streams, hoping they'd, they'd get a code, but I don't think either of them actually got one. Um, but, yeah, so they're hyping up their stuff. I'm excited for their fighting game they got coming up. Um, but, yeah, they're ramping things up. Uh, cool. And then the third piece of news is um, kind of a bummer, but expected. Uh, Last of Us 2 is delayed indefinitely. I think a, a good example of, like, indefinitely is a bummer, but I think a good example of this is, like, I think they announced a release date for Quiet Place 2. That was one of those ones where they're like, hey, this is a delayed indefinitely. Um, mm-hmm. So I just think, like, at this, like, they just don't know. And this is largely right. coming from Sony saying, like, we don't want to release these right now because we can't basically ship them out physically. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I think Final Fantasy VII is an example where that that game was already ready to go before they could say, like, no, we're not going to ship them. Um, yeah. So people are still getting that game this week. Cool. But this is Iron Man and Last of Us. This is not because, like, a lot of people are giving Naughty Dog a bunch of crap because they're like, oh, you already delayed it and stuff like that. And people are saying, like, talking... Talking trash on the internet, as usual. Um, but this is—it looks like a Sony decision. And uh, that's all for the news. Speaking of Final Fantasy VII remake, that is probably the hottest thing coming out this week. I'll probably have my copy by then, and I'll probably talk about it next week as well. Sweet. So that's it for gaming. Awesome. LJ, have you seen any new movies this week? Yes, I have. I saw Birds of Prey. Cool. What'd you think of it? Um, did it for the Bible study. Yeah, the Bible study on Saturday. Yeah, it was really good. That's Serena awesome. did a really good job on that study. Yeah, we're gonna be doing Onward this Saturday. That's yep. on so Disney Plus do... now. Oh, yes, you can we watch need it. To watch you watch it. Do the Bible study with us. It's. Uh, I'm really excited about the doing the Bible study. It's been really cool. We'll do it on Saturdays at five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we'll have a panel that will uh, be answering the questions, and you can follow along on the Bible study with us. Yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. Um, I, I really like Birds of Prey. I was very skeptical about spending $20 on it because I'm like, I don't know, but yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, like I want to, you know, I want to be involved in, in the Bible study and I want to, you know, like, you know, I want to, yeah, know what's going on. I want to be there for it, you know? And so I think because I had low expectations of that movie, just because I heard such mixed <laughs> things, I enjoyed yeah. it so much more than I thought I was going to. It has a, I like it. It has redeemable qualities. I didn't like the ending so much because there is stuff that I would like to see more of that I will no longer be able to. Oh, yeah. But other than that, uh, it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, 
I liked especially the uh, like what I liked about Serena's Bible study is that you know she, uh, she took something that was she took like concepts and and stuff like that that were I think that were fairly like simple but deep. But what I loved about that movie was how uh, Harley Quinn very much has this internal struggle that like I didn't expect to see. Like I thought this was gonna be a, a girl power blow stuff up and kick butt movie, and like it was so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see to see where she is at in Suicide Squad two. Yes. Uh, because of this movie. Yeah. Is that still happening? I forgot about that. A Suicide Squad sequel. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily a sequel, but I think it's a sequel. Yeah, it's that one that James Gunn is doing. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. About reboot that reboot weird thing that they're... Oh, it's not a yeah. reboot. But oh, he hasn't that's said right. that it's a but sequel. They, like... It could be a reboot. It's so weird. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's one of them exotic animal folks with the hyenas in her house. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing was like, that was like the first, like minute or two of the movie first thing i go into on the bible study chat i'm like hey she's one of them exotic animal people <laughs> with her hyena yeah oh i just cool. thought that was funny to be like watching that <laughs> considering all the yeah. <laughs> considering tiger king and stuff i'm like this is bad <laughs> and shelly how is summer wars what is um, summer wars yeah so i've been Last week, I was kind of on an anime movie kick that kind of continued as the week went on. Um, Because last week, I watched Wolf Children and I watched uh, A Silent Silent Voice. Voice. But this... um, I tried watching that and Tia doesn't want to. Silent Voice? She doesn't want to cry. Yeah, she She was like, I heard that it's sad. And I was like, okay. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Oh, whatever. We'll watch Um, it eventually. So I watched um, Summer Wars, which I think is by the same either animation studio. It's like some of the people who made Bull Children, it's like the same studio, I'm pretty sure, as Summer Wars. Um, So that really reminded me a lot of... um, It's like a mix between... Well, it reminded me of the Digimon movie. It's kind of like a mix between like... uh, I guess story-wise, maybe not even story-wise, idea-wise, Ready Player One, but mixed with a uh, war game. Because it's about, like, yeah. there's this system, this online uh, world, kind of like Ready Player One. I mean, you don't have, like, the, the VR headset and, like, the gloves, but it's essentially, like, you could do all this crazy stuff online and everyone, a lot of people just spend their time online doing stuff but there's also like regular society is still a thing so that's a little bit different um and basically this guy goes to spend the summer with um like one of his friends and ends up like basically this crazy ai uh starts to get loose in this system and causes havoc and stuff that happens in this system um starts to affect real life because they rely too much on the software and um yeah it's it's really cool i liked it a lot it's what i wanted the digimon movie to be like i've heard a lot about summer wars i hear it's good i yeah i would highly recommend watching it it's not a pull your heartstrings type movie like a silent voice or wolf children so if you want something that's just kind of 
is it's it's more fun like it is serious there's definitely serious moments but it's not it's it's something you could probably watch with your kids and be fine with for the most part um oh, i'm cool. trying to remember if there's any like really like inappropriate scenes or anything i don't think there were but um yeah it's just it's way more fun um and yeah it's just it's really cool it's a cool movie um, I did watch some other anime movies too, but I think Summer Wars was the only one I hadn't seen before. So, like, I watched uh, Marrying the Wishes Flower. I'd seen that before. Also, Pokemon 2000, which I just... That movie is... It's not good. That's oh. my favorite <laughs> one, I think. 2000? Yeah. I... I just... It has Tracy, and I can't... Can't handle Tracy. I really don't <laughs> like that kid. He sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry if you're listening. I like, Your name is like Tracy. I said, the sci-fi stuff. I'm about talking it. about Pokemon. Yeah, there's a lot of cool <laughs> stuff in it. It's just like the whole prophecy makes me so mad, and the whole idea and point of the movie makes me really mad because the whole point is Ash, you're special, and you get to do all this stuff. They don't say why he's special. They don't say it's like because of his courage or because of his compassion. <laughs> he's a bad or like Pokemon trainer, trait. but he's got courage. It's literally just like you are Ash, you are a person, you are special, and you are destined to do all this stuff. Instead of like you know, as a as a watcher, be like, oh, if I could be like this or have this trait that this character has that makes him special, I could be a better person. Nope, none of that. Your name has to be Ash. <laughs> it's like it's like you suck that at Pokemon, you but you're you somehow push through. Ash Ketchum of Pallet Town. Also, I don't know why I didn't realize until watching it um, that time. I didn't realize that Ash and his mom have the same American voice actor. Or actress, huh. I should say. And it, never once you it. realize that and you listen to them both talk, you hear it. You hmm. just, you're like, wow, that's the same person. So, next time you uh, <laughs> see, you watch Pokemon... At least older Pokemon. I can't say anything about new Pokemon, but 2000 level uh, hmm. year. Um, it's not a good movie, but I watched it anyway because I like Pokemon. I like. I think it's my favorite. <laughs> I my favorite one is the one with Latios. You like this is my favorite one, and then she just like trashes it. <laughs> <laughs> I Latios like watching Latios. it, but. It's, it's not a good movie. Yeah, I like Latios and Latios. I forget which what the name of that is. It's like I thought we I, said I a couple weeks is. ago what it was. I don't remember what it was. Though. Yeah, I don't remember what it is. Yeah, my fiance's favorite is the Ente one. That's what I learned also this weekend. But that one's real confusing. Like everything yeah, is just real weird. trippy in that game. In that it's, game. It, in that movie. That movie. It is pretty trippy. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, that's it. Probably wasn't that confusing. It was confusing for little me. <laughs> I watched it in a long time. Yeah, you can go back and watch it. Those are... What's uh, going on? So that's what I, I... I did also watch an anime TV show, but I'll talk about that in the uh, TV section. But yeah, I've just been consuming lots of anime the last couple weeks, and I'll probably continue cool. to do so. Cool. I watched Onward. Onward is better than Bright. And uh, I, I think they're similar movies. So basically, like the premise is... Um, they are fantasy world creatures uh, living in modern day, um, similar to how Bright was on Netflix, only this is like a Pixar movie. And they're elves, not orcs, but they're blue, hmm. and I definitely figured they were orcs. 
Uh, what? They don't Bray. look like orcs. The one totally looks like an orc. The older brother? No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's got They're the jacket mean. and the... Their teeth look great. <laughs> they just have pointy ears. Hey, I played my very first D&D <laughs> campaign. Uh, I played in a world where elves were blue. So, get wrecked. Oh, okay, that's so that's canon to you then. Well, at least in one <laughs> universe. They're not really canon in any other universe, but right, that right. one, for some reason, they were blue. You connect Drow elves are one. blue, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they can be, I think. There you go. You'll appreciate, Shelly, have you seen the movie? Has anyone else seen the movie? I have not I yet. Have I'm going to watch it for our Bible study. I need to You'll appreciate it. it from a D&D perspective, because oh. D&D is, it's not Dungeons & Dragons, something else, but it's historical, it's game, historical, it's historically accurate fiction. <laughs> uh, yeah. Historically accurate video game, or board game. Yeah. And so, so it's like, basically D&D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm really excited to because one of my other friends who uh, is also really into D&D watched it and talks about, like, there's a lot of D&D references. They had to pay Wizards of the Coast to use certain um, monsters and things like that. And I'm just like, wait, that's so cool. I'm excited to, like, see that and, like, hear. Apparently they did a, um, I don't know if it's Critical Role or Adventure Zone, some really famous... um, D&D podcaster or YouTube channel, um, they like did a reference to it. And I don't follow those oh, cool. things, so I won't wouldn't catch it, but my friend does and definitely caught it and he thought that was really fun. Um, nice. So anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm actually more, it's weird to think of it as like a Disney movie to me because I just think like I already have the mindset of like it's just going to be like animated modern day D&D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's cool. I don't know. I liked it. I related. Um, my dad's not dead, but like I only spent a few years with my dad, um, and so uh, there's ending themes with it that I don't want to give mm. away. That I was like, oh yeah, I can point to that and like relate to that in a cool way. Um, mm. And it has a nice little emotional bit at the end. But it's a Pixar movie, so you kind of expect that. Yeah, that's true. At least it's, I just <laughs> hope it's not quite as emotional as Coco. Because, oh my gosh, that one makes yeah. me cry. Coco is emotional. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's as emotional as Coco. Okay. Cool. I So, I, it's about two brothers trying to bring their dad back. Mm. Uh, makes more sense if you watch the trailers even, I think. Um, and so, it's kind of the journey between two brothers. Uh, and so, I was able to relate to my brother pretty well. Um, and his brother, the way that things were going with them. Mm, that, cool. that's interesting I, f- I feel like that sounds like something i would be especially be able to relate to so i'm looking forward to watching yeah. it i i enjoy it it's a good movie you should watch it it wasn't super funny like i smiled and it was a good time um but it wasn't like i wasn't like goofball laughing the entire time like i would um most pixar movies hmm. but doesn't mean it was a bad movie it just wasn't as funny as like other ones uh, that's good maybe it's for like a more mature going. like age group or something then yeah cool i'm immature i'm just, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> well no i mean like you know like as far as like comedy goes you know like they yeah. want to make kids laugh a lot you know and like I, yeah like it's got some it wasn't necessarily funny but the story was written really well like it's a really good journey to go on right yeah it's cool all right what is happening in movie news also, I didn't. I was gonna talk about this off the show, and I didn't. We added some questions. We we peppered in some questions uh, throughout our news stories because it. news is slow. 
Oh, I did say that at the top of the story. <laughs> I didn't say we're peppering them in, but that's how we're doing it. Pepper. <laughs> salt and pepper. That's okay. why I said. That's why I said nailed it. Season up our <laughs> podcast with questions. So our movie news <laughs> this week is just Marvel, um, Disney, and Marvel. Um, kind of more focused on Marvel, but Disney in general. So if you hadn't heard already, things are getting delayed. Just a lot of things. We already talked yep. about how uh, video games are getting delayed. Movies are also getting delayed. Um, Disney is pretty much um, delaying all of their summer 2020 movies. Um, Mulan would have been out by now. That's delayed. Black Widow's delayed. I'm pretty yeah, sure even some further out movies like uh like thor love and thunder like doctor strange 2 i think those are delayed too which is kind of nutty um to like later next year they have to for the chronological order to work yeah for chronological order also probably development um but yeah some movies aren't affected at this point so like black panther 2 doesn't seem to be affected at this point um soul so that's another disney pixar movie that's coming out in the future um that doesn't seem to be affected either but that's not marvel so they can do whatever the heck they want with that it's not connected to anything um but yeah it's just like it's kind of nuts um but at the same time it's like no one's gonna go to theaters for this um there are some movies that they are um i think like artemis fowl they're going straight to disney plus for that one was projected to do terribly anyway, so I think they yeah, just took no. an L on that one. Mm-hmm. Which I think, like, they can afford to do. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it definitely wasn't going to be very good, probably. Um, there's some other movies, too, that they just don't even know when that's going to release. So, um, New Mutants, they don't have a release set, uh, a release date set for that yet. Which is really weird, because they were going to release it on Hulu for a little while. And I'm like, why not just do that now as that's becoming the norm? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder, I mean, it almost makes you wonder if, like, they don't want to keep bringing things to Hulu because of Disney+. Plus. But even then, like, that's still, it's, I don't get it. I don't know. Um, we'll see when these things release. I'm. It's been really interesting when all these movies finally start to release. And, like, alongside mm-hmm. the movies that were projected to release at mm-hmm. that time anyway like you're gonna go to the theater it's like, gonna I be just so wonder backed how up. it's gonna it's gonna be crazy backed up i don't know how they're gonna do it theaters are gonna be all of a sudden like going from absolutely no work and and being empty and abandoned to like packed and ridiculous probably i guess it's gonna be the case for a lot of businesses but still i i'm thinking specifically at theaters it's gonna be nuts the world will be back to normal when I can officially go back to the movie theater. I drive by the one by my house every day, and I'm like, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I yeah. It's definitely yeah. strange. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, so some, I think, good news when it comes to Marvel. Um, Ant-Man 3, which I definitely don't think was affected by delays because that thing's way, way far in the future. Um, got a Rick and Morty writer, which... Maybe cool. first thought you're like, oh, that's weird. Um, but I feel like it would. It, I feel like it's a good move because it's mm-hmm. still Disney. It's still Disney Marvel. It's not just some random Marvel movie. It's not Deadpool. Um, so I feel like science they're jokes. still going to. Yeah, they're gonna do some science jokes. They're gonna do not crazy inappropriate stuff because 
they you can't really. They got a reputation to keep up. Yeah. So. But the guy, yeah. like, that show is very clever. Like, honestly, like, it is very clever. Um, whether you like the humor or not, weirdest it's things. very just smart. Think of the strangest yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever seen one episode of Rick and Morty. It was the one where um, Mr. Meeseeks is just cloning himself over and over again. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is actually, like, who would think That's about this? Like, this is so strange. It's, it's very it's dark really... and very vulgar. Yeah. But it's very uh, creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The concepts yeah, I... he comes up with is just crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, he'll be working with Ant-Man and the Ant-Man crew, which I already love the first and second Ant-Man anyway, because I think they just have a humor that's so different from the rest of the Marvel movies that I really like and appreciate. Mm-hmm. It just has a special place in my heart, I guess. I don't know. But, All right, um, does good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Maybe that'll just make Ant Man three even better. Hopefully. Yeah, it's gonna be like a Thor Ragnarok of Ant Man. Yeah. yeah. That'd be crazy. Just this weird out there. <laughs> this. What is this? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird to think about even what Ant Man his future is gonna look like just because like he did play a very important role in Infinity Wars. Um, but now it's like post that. It's like, oh, what's he going to be doing now? Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Huh. So that's, that's all our movie news. But we do have a question from Blake the Ponding. Um, so asking favorite and least favorite Christian apocalypse films. And I think we could open that up to favorite and least favorite apocalypse films. Um, just cool. in general. Because I don't know many of them. I was going to say, would the Book of Eli technically count? Oh! (laughs) Oh, that's my favorite. (laughs) I mean, it's not... I forgot about that. It's not necessarily Christian, but yeah, like... Oh, it totally is Christian. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's such a good movie. That's... Okay. Well, we can start with Christian stuff. Uh, I thought of Left Behind, but the only Left Behind I saw was the um, Nicolas Cage... And it was it was real bad. Like he's on a plane, people disappear, and the plane oh. goes down. Huh. And it's like the first two chapters of one of the books, I guess. Yeah, but it's boring. Um, I try to think now. That's Book of Eli, maybe <laughs> my favorite apocalypse movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, and has kind of forgotten about it. But Denzel Washington does an amazing job, and I wish that and Mila Kunis does too. I wish that they'd make a sequel with Mila Kunis as. The main character. I uh, I really liked one of my favorite like apocalypse movies. I mean, this is also kind of weird considering like all the crazy stuff happening right now. But I Am Legend is like yeah, one of my favorites. Okay. But it's just like it's almost weird that we're talking about like apocalypse movies and all this crazy stuff right now. Well, I think that was his point in yeah. asking the question. Yeah. Um, but I Am Legend is they really good. They predict Batman vs Superman in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy. Not far off a couple years. <laughs> what about you, Shelley? favorite apocalypse um, least favorite apocalypse movie i don't know it's like i don't i don't really think about apocalypse movies ever it, <laughs> i've definitely seen some like um i don't know i like zombie land i guess oh i need to see zombie land too i haven't seen oh, the second yeah, one really yet. Good. um i'm just looking at a list on google because it's like again i don't i don't what even defines i'm realizing that like 
There's a lot of apocalypse movies. I just never define them as apocalypse movies. That's a like wide Wall-E. range. Wally is an apocalypse movie. That's a good movie. I really like that movie a lot. But what's uh, the movie where the second ice age is happening? And they all hide out in California in a library. Oh, I don't know. Are you talking about The Day After Tomorrow? Yeah, that one's good, too. There's got to be some bad ones. I can't think of any at the moment, though. Like, I mean, Sharknado. Is a... Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if it's post <laughs> You guys remember it's... 2012? <laughs> oh. How that... No. That's not a good one. <laughs> I didn't watch it. But I still, though, about, it's but like 2012 because that's when never like the world was supposed to end for like the fourth or fifth time. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, um, and I think I don't, are... I'm torn because Zombieland I call my one of my favorite movies of all time. But I think as far as apocalypse films go, like I like that because of the comedy. Well, that's what Look I was saying. Yeah, it's like it's like Zombieland and Wall-E. They're technically both apocalypse movies, but you don't think of them as apocalypse movies. At least. I, that's not what I think. I think of it as like a, you know, comedy yeah. and a Pixar movie or a Disney Pixar right. family movie. I don't know. It's right. weird. I don't go out of my way to watch Apocalypse. I don't like them. If they're advertised as a Apocalypse movie, I'm probably not going to like them. That's, I think, the thing is because they're depressing and they're usually full of all this action, which action movies can be cool. Um, they're not my favorite thing. Mad though. Max Fury is a really good one too. Yeah, so I just I didn't like the new Peter Jackson thing either. The cities. Oh, that's a what? Peter Jackson. I can't think of the name of it. I know what you're talking about. Though. Oh, I don't know why. You Peter Jackson. My brain went Percy Jackson. I'm like, that's not. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I don't know about that. Different. Uh... <laughs> Mortal Engines. Like Immortal Engines? Oh. Yeah, they didn't... Mortal. Mortal Engines? Mortal. Okay. Mortal yeah. Engines. That movie didn't know what it was, and that kind of bothered me. Cool it was concept, like, but... Play, but yeah. Which is cool, but... It was strange. Huh. Uh, yeah, I don't... That, right. that was a good question, though. Yeah, good yeah. question. But... What's know. everyone's final answer? Do we have final answers? I don't know if I have a... Mine's going to be Book of Eli, and worst is going to be uh, that Last of Us that I watched. What? Or not Last of Us, uh, Left Behind oh. that I watched. <laughs> Go ahead, LJ. My final answer, I don't know if I have a worst one, um, but my final answer for best one, my favorite is I Am Legend. Okay. Do you have a favorite, Shelley? Uh, I think favorite movie that happens to be a podcast movie is probably going to be Wally. Because I, I don't know... Okay. I don't know if I have like a favorite apocalypse movie. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Because I don't. That's, just, that's it's, it's not a genre I actually really like. In general, it's kind of depressing and cool. not very fun, <laughs> and usually cliched. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's just my opinion. Because Shelley's answer for Lee's favorite is all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Get wrecked. Well, okay. If you think about. <laughs> I'm almost wondering if you can, if you could spin Alita Battle Angel into being an apocalypse movie because it's set way in the future Kinda. and all this other crap. That would be my least favorite, then, because I don't like that movie. Okay. Oh, you really don't like that? Yeah, no, that much. I, I like really that don't movie. like that movie. That was, that was um, bad. All right. I like it. Uh, yeah. I'm easily pleased. We've talked about this. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you watched Valyrian? Ooh, that one's bad. No, but... It's not really post-apocalyptic, but I'm wondering... Hey. <laughs> you want my opinion on it? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wonder if you like that more than Alita. <laughs> I don't know. I might... It may be the same. I know Valerian's bad. I had higher expectations for Alita Battle Angel. I think that's the problem. So it's... Okay. Alita's probably a better movie. Valerian was trash. It's probably a way better movie. It's I'm just... Trash. My expectations... Oh, those Resident Evil movies are pretty bad. In a bad way. <laughs> All right. We'll get into TV. Now, Shelly, how is sound euphonium? Sound euphonium. So... My fiance plays euphonium. Not a lot of people in the world play the euphonium. Not a lot of That's people in the world knows what a euphonium is. Some hosts is. don't know what a euphonium is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, what is that? And it's amazing because in the very first episode, they make a joke about that too. Where they're just like, oh, what is that? And she's like, it's like a tiny tuba. That's what every euphonium player says. Like, I'm like hey, oh. this, the show is kind of accurate. Accurate okay. in some ways. So it's about this... Um, it's very much an anime, but um, it's about this girl who plays... Like, the protagonist is a euphonium player. Um, she... Um, it, like, starts off with, like, this memory she had from back in junior high where she was at a very, very um, uh, serious, serious-oriented, uh, like, musically serious school, I would say. Like, they were going for nationals and that sort of thing. They were performing, and they got a gold at um a competition but they did not go to nationals um and so mm. she was like hey that's pretty good we got gold that's awesome but then her friend who's a trumpet player um was super disappointed um and like crying and she's just like hey like what's wrong and the girl crying's like well we didn't even make it in nationals and the main character's like you really thought we'd be going to nationals and she's basically haunted by this memory a year later um, because she's like, man, I really offended her. I didn't mean to do this in this bad way. But she ends up going to this new high school um, to try to, like, you know, kind of start herself apart and have a new start a little bit. Turns out that trumpet player also goes to that school and is in the band. Um, also, the trumpet player is real tryhard. She's very much a tryhard trumpet player. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically it's just a movie, or sorry, not movie, a show about, uh, she ends up joining the band. She has two friends, one who's never played an instrument before, but she learns the tuba, which is super amusing, because um, it's a tuba, um, and her other friend who plays the uh, string bass. So it's really, it's a really interesting show, having been in a concert band for a very significant part of my life. It's cool because one of the other main characters, not main characters, but like, important characters is a baritone saxophone player i'm like hey representation let's go Barry sax <laughs> nice yeah it's like this show highlights the two least like paid attention to uh instruments and band which would be the euphonium and baritone sax um cool. <laughs> no one cares about them at all <laughs> um so it's like a really cool and interesting show but also it's just so like unrealistic um, what's really, it's been really interesting watching with my fiance because my fiance, um, is a music ed major. So like, not only is he, mm -hmm. um, playing euphonium and like performing and doing a bunch of music theory stuff, but he's like trying to be, his, his goal, um, is to be a band director someday. Um, so he originally watched the show, I think before college, like before 
Hmm. Um, he actually started taking those classes and things like that. And now that he's done student teaching, he's taken all these classes, he knows what it's like to be a band director. His opinion for the band director in the show changed so drastically because it's like, yeah, this guy kind of sucks. That's this cool. is not how you run a classroom. Um, they're all, they're all trying to like actually be really, like really good. They're trying to go for nationals. So it's like all the pressures that come with that. It's really, it's an interesting show. Um, I'm still going to keep watching it. I don't really like the main character at all, which makes it hard to watch. Um, I don't really like her at all. The trumpet player is kind of weird, but, um, it's cool. Just like seeing like, you know, Again, like something that was a very significant part of my life, sort of represented represented in a show. It's pretty neat. So, if you cool. Cool. have been in band or concert band, um, heck, even if you were in orchestra, I'm sure you would get sounds something. Like, out of sounds like sounds like the unsound euphonium would be a whole different kind of show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think I'm I'm over halfway through season one. There's two seasons, so I am. Only like a quarter cool. some way through, but we'll see if my opinion changes. Yeah. I finished the Tiger King and cool. it is continued to be nuts. That <laughs> whole show is a uh, roller coaster. Yeah. But LJ wasn't going to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and was persuaded otherwise. And then I was pressured oh. on Facebook to watch it. And then. <laughs> um, the reason I did watch those is because Joe actually told me to watch it. He's like, yeah, dude, Joe come Morgan. on, just watch one episode. Yeah, you just and got it's it. like, usually, like, if Joe says to watch something, I'll be like, okay, I'll give it a shot, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. um, I respect Unless his opinion. it's a baking show. Hey, I've even watched those. I've watched, like, Nailed It and stuff, too. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'll check it out. Like, yeah, so, um, but, yeah, this show is nuts. Um, I binged three episodes in one night. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... I think I watched the last three episodes in one night. It, it's insane. Uh, the best way I can describe watching this show, it's kind of like playing Dark Souls. It's like, it's painful. It's a, it's a painful experience, but you just can't look away. Yeah. <laughs> it's harsh. <laughs> and I'll just kind of sprinkle in the news story here, because it'll make... It just fits. Uh, yeah. There is going to be another episode coming out, according to Jeff Lowe, hmm. later on this week. Uh, and they didn't say when, so... By the time this podcast comes out, it might already be out. But be checking for that episode. Did you see seven, that they're reopening eight, the right. whole Carol Baskin case, too? Yeah. That's pretty gnarly that a show can do that. Yeah. Like, in case it blew up so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. I haven't decided Who, if I want to No one would have known that it would have done this, though. Like, Right. It became this internet sensation. I think crazy. it's because, because we were all quarantined, quarantined and had nothing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anything could have taken off and been the show. That's true. Yeah. It just had to be this crazy. Oh yeah, man. It's just insane. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> so it's like, I understand like the memes are still kind of like, they're even funnier now for sure. Like now that I know right. like what they're referencing, but at the same time, I'm like, this is just so tragic. Like if it would have been wild, wild country or wild country, I think is all it was called. Yeah. Um, there's another Netflix documentary that is insane. Hmm. Um, they totally could have had this kind of internet sensation if people were quarantined. Hmm. Yeah. That's also... If you're done with this and you need another documentary to watch that's insane, very rated R. Um, I think there's some nudity, but um, Wild Country is about a cult that tried to take over the state of Oregon in the 80s. And you probably don't know about it, and it's amazing. 
It has crazy. If I remember correctly, that one has ties to uh, Young Life, technically. Because uh, yes. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because like, I, I went to that uh, Young Life camp. I helped out there one time. But they're just like, yeah, this place used to be owned by a cult. And we're like, what? And it's like, yeah, they're making a documentary yeah. about it. I'm like, it oh. It was a commune. I've been That's meaning crazy. to watch it um, because of that. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I was, I was. that's a place you could go to. Man, I want to hmm. freaking, I want to watch Tiger King because I'm so interested in, like, interesting documentaries. Like, I still remember watching one about the fire Festival. Like, that was super cool. It's like, I just. I still never watched that one. Like, I still want to keep watching documentaries, especially Tiger King. One. But then I got no one to watch it with and I don't want to watch it by myself. My fiance does not want oh. to watch it with me. My roommate does not want to watch it with me. Those are my only options. So, thanks, quarantine. I'm never going to see hey. Tiger King, am I? Tiger King, uh, it's mature, for those wondering. Um, because yes. it is insane. Lots of things. It, the whole thing's crazy. I've, I've been, been sending Joe memes. <laughs> like It's just... <laughs> ridiculous i can't believe that it's the real world yeah um, and that's what blows my mind the most yeah it's like we this stuff like is they, going on they're not dramatizing things but they definitely edited things in a way to create like stir up emotion and like yeah um, and it's like at first you're trying to choose a side people. but you can't because everybody oh, in that oh. show is so messed up like there's no the sane person is a colombian drug dealer <laughs> i've heard that <laughs> um it's true <laughs> i also finished seven seas i think i mentioned it last week but i don't know if i'd finished it by then um it just kind of ends i mean there'll be more seasons it's good um i really like that anime i think it's really uh i don't know just well i done. saw dallas just... and celeste did a devotional on that show uh, yeah this past week this is a cool cool thing uh and then a couple other things. High Score Girl, LJ kept mentioning, yes. so I finally watched the first episode of that. Season two this uh, month. It's real interesting. I've only watched the one episode, so I just kind of got introduced to some of the stuff going on, but it was fun. Not only is uh, it, like, not only does it, like, have a bunch of, like, nostalgia, like, for, like, fighting games and just, like, retro games yeah, in general. Yeah, I love they were all real games. But it's that a really cool. good story. Like, it's a really sweet, like, story. Cool. Yeah. And I think that's right at PG. I, yeah, I'd have to double check, but yeah, there's nothing like they're all young kids, so I don't think there's anything yeah. like too bad in there. And on the other side of things, I watched season two of Harley Quinn, which is definitely like they were like, "Oh, we can do these things. We're gonna do these things." Oh boy! Um, it just kind of like went all out. They're this, going there. like she bites off the penguin's nose. Oh, it's just gnarly. I was like, "Whoa!" And King Shark is much more King Shark in this. Huh. Uh, or Killer Shark. I think it's King Shark. It's King Shark. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, but Harley Quinn, still very, very funny. Um, and that's on DC Universe. Cool. We'll get into the TV news then. There's actually only one other thing. It was that's the Animaniacs reboot. Should be family friendly ish, I would think. But I'm so excited. That, that show was a part of my childhood. Yeah, I think it was a lot of people's. Yeah, Peaky and the Brain is involved in that. It's like a sketch. Peaky Brain's coming back. It's like a sketch comedy, like cartoon show, kind of like. The entire cast, including Rob Paulson, are coming back. Rob Paulson uh, is known for a lot of different cartoons anymore. Um, He was Raphael back in the day too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very cool. 
And then I think he's, I think he's brain and pinky the brain. I mean, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. So that's really exciting. It's really cool. It's gonna be on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you should be able to watch that. Um, I think the whole think awesome. current, like not current, but the whole original show is on Hulu. Okay. Yep. I don't know because they're calling it a reboot. I almost wonder if it'll be. It's a. It's, it'll probably just be like a remake because like the show was. It didn't have any ongoing story. It was just like the Animaniacs okay. doing their stuff, and it had like Pinky and the Brain and wacky. all these other like mini shows like inside it kind of a deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Tiny with it Toons. being on Hulu, I wonder if it'll be Warner Bros. Still because they had they were in the Warner Bros. Water Tower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're that's they're the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister. Yeah. <laughs> So that'll be interesting. I wonder how that'll all work out. Yeah. Uh, speaking of funny things, Jay Stutter asked on Twitter with the hashtag GGCast what our favorite sitcoms are. I would say personally, it'd either be the 70s show, that 70s show, or I know a lot of people don't like it, but the Big Bang Theory, I think is really funny. Um, I, I know a lot of people, especially in the geek realm get mad they're like no it's making fun of us geeks it's probably accurate though on so many levels i thought it was so hilarious i don't know i i like it a little deaf self-deprecating humor for myself Mm. i guess that's why i was saying it's probably accurate in a lot of ways yeah (laughs) what about you shelly uh my first thought's full house I grew up watching Full okay. House. Oh, that's a and classic. So even if it's not necessarily like the funniest show or it's not even really a show I always like come back to watch necessarily, but it's like it has such a special place in my heart because it's just so it's so wholesome. It's a very wholesome show. So I really like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. What about you, LJ? Um I really I think one of my all-time favorites is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think Parks and Rec is up there too. Uh, but Brooklyn Nine-Nine is just oh, that show is so funny. I, I love it. Yeah, definitely. I'm f- fully caught up on that show, and it's still going. I was so happy whenever NBC picked him up. I was like, yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, we got a couple more questions here too. Uh, not necessarily TV related, but uh, Jordan Garner. We asked the Facebook community group just because it was such a slow day. Um, questions as well. And Jordan Gardner said, asks, for what in your life do you feel most grateful for? Um, yeah, for me, it's probably a Geeks of the Grace because it's such a big part of my life anymore. <laughs> it's going to be mine. What do you guys have? Most grateful for? Most grateful. My wife, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you had to throw <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, um i mean those are my two go ahead left are great that's it that's all <laughs> go ahead lj okay um i think i mean of course geeks under grace but i i've uh, definitely my church because right now like i'm still lucky enough to have a job like i only work a couple hours for like four days a week right now um, but that's because, like, I'm on the facilities team, and they're still filming and doing things in the auditorium, like, as far as, like, the tech side goes, and still doing, like, Sunday services. Um, but I'm grateful because, like, yeah, they're still giving me things to do. There still is things for me to do. Not, like, the hours, like, there's not so much, like, that I can still work the normal hours I could do, but it's just, like, there's still enough that, like, you know, that I'm, I'm still there. I'm still able to work. But not only that, I mean, 
they recognized my talents, you know, that I have developed through Geeks Under Grace. And, like, I get to moderate every other Sunday uh, for the online services. And so it's, it's really cool, like, kind of helping lead the charge when this whole thing went online. Uh, because, like, mm-hmm. we had, like, a before they were telling people to, like, quarantine, like, or to, like, tell, telling people to have, like, have no more than 10. Like, that first week when all this stuff started happening, we had, a like, our own little, like, war room in the conference room where we had extra help on, like, other platforms that we hadn't used yet and stuff. So it was, like, I was, like, yeah, like, I was built for this, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> um, but it's just, like, I'm grateful that I, I do still get to work and, and that uh, they're, yeah, and just kind of, like, just everything, like, they've been there, like, for me through, like, a lot of, a lot of stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. You, Shelly? Uh, friends, family, just loved ones in general. So that includes Daniel. Mm-hmm. Get wrecked, Cody. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Without my wife, I wouldn't be doing Geeks Under Grey stuff. And that's a fact. That's, well, but. that's true. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think definitely friends and family. Like, I think it's, um, like, especially now, even though I'm not really able to see them. Um, like, I still have friends texting me saying, like, hey, how are you? Like, maybe we can facetime or like talk on the phone um like how are you doing and like my family wants to try to do potentially do like a weekly zoom meeting or something so we could at least like kind of talk to each other and um, yeah that'd be cool just kind of helping you out each other in like ways that we can um even yeah, even be, like on the streets at all even are you yeah i mean arkansas eh. is still real open about stuff i mean i don't know people People are, you're allowed to like walk around, run around, bike around, but the problem now is like everyone's doing that. So now everyone's outside. Yeah. Right. So I'm a little worried they're going to shut that We've down. We've got like too. two people, and that's all we hang out with is those two people. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we're quarantined in our own houses and then together, and then that's like it. Yeah. Yeah. I pretty much just go to work and nowhere else. Like, I went to the grocery store the other day with my stepdad and we like, it was the first time we ever masked up and gloved up and everything. And it was really yeah. cool to see more people like, cause the first time we went to the grocery store, like uh, including us, we weren't doing the whole glove and mask thing, but it felt cool to see people like more people actually doing it and like being oh, responsible yeah. in that way. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. doing that now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So cool. even like, yeah, again, like super subtle things like, friends sending me things in animal crossing it's like it's not yeah. something you use in real life but it, it's the thought it's like the the care yes. that goes into it and it's just like oh that's nice so definitely yeah mm-hmm. like knowing cool. that that whenever this blows over i still have people i can go to that just because i'm not mm-hmm. constantly hanging out with people my relationships aren't going away or anything like that so right yeah our other question comes from Kirkbike on Discord, uh, and they ask, how do we identify with Christ when it's so easy to identify with our hobbies? How do we know we're not doing the latter? And LJ, you said you had a really good answer for this. Um, I, I guess the, the way I look at it is, um, before, like, I found Geeks Under Grace, um, like, I was accused, like, there was family that, in my life that, you know, they were very disappointed in that, like, video games were, like, my thing and, like, something that, like, I was sticking so close to, even though, like, I was still the baby Christian. I had only been maybe saved for, like, a year or two, you know, like, but it was just one of those things, like, they were trying to, like, you know, they were, they cared about me enough to be like, hey, you need to, like, you know, start doing these things kind of a deal. 
Um, but uh, the way I ended up doing that was, you know, I found Geeks Under Grace and not only did like, you know, playing video games and being a gamer, like that was already kind of my identity. But with Geeks Under Grace, uh, that also became a part of my identity. It's like now people go like, oh, that dude's a gamer. But then they go, oh, that dude's a gamer. But, you know, he also has this Christian ministry like that he's a part of. Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm a gamer, but I'm, I'm utilizing it for something. And that's kind of a unique way. Like not everybody has the opportunity to do that. Um, but that's just become like a way that I've personally spun that. And at first it was definitely to prove some people wrong, even though it became more than that, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But that's just kind of like the way like... I do know though like boundaries there are and I think this goes for everybody in your with your hobbies is you got to understand boundaries and when you know your hobbies do maybe get in the way of living life you know so mm -hmm. and your faith and you know prayer and your time in the bible stuff like that what about you Shelly um yeah I would basically say that like it's I think there's a difference between identifying yourself with something and and valuing yourself because of yeah definitely those things you know like I can say like yeah I'm a gamer as I say unironically um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's just a I just use gamer because that's like internet joke. easy term people pick um, yeah, yeah or like oh I you know I am a Christian. Um, but like the difference being, I don't really value myself as a gamer. I don't value myself off of my gaming skills, even though it could be really easy to do that, especially, you know, I remember when I was going to tournaments and stuff for smash, it's like super easy to just be like, oh, wow, I'm losing. And that means I'm a bad smash player, which means I'm just like a bad person in general or something like that. Like, oh, I don't have a lot of value because I'm not good at this game. It's really easy to fall into that. Um, and so the difference is like find yourself as a Christian it's like okay like I'm a child of God that is that puts a value on my life and on my personhood um that's no nothing no other identity can really get me like it's very different um yeah. so and I think it I don't know helps be more relatable to be able to identify yourself with some other things be like oh yeah like you know this other person likes to play video games too I do that as well. Or, oh, this person's also a musician, and so I can relate to that. And having that relatability. Mm. Yeah, it's and like a that, commonality. Exactly, the commonality, because I feel like it, it would be really difficult to get to know people if you restricted your entire, um, I guess, expressive identity with being a Christian. And that's a mm. difference mm -hmm. between internal, like, expressing being Christian versus, like, internalizing being Christian. I think it's important to prioritize internalizing yourself being Christian, but, like, expressing, like, it's going to be hard to make friends if if you don't relate to people, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, for sure. But it's, I don't know, I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but uh, hopefully <laughs> I make some sense about how being a Christian and, like, that puts a value on yourself that no other identity can. And it's good right. to yeah, definitely. be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And I would say, like, as a Christian, too, it's not necessarily a bad thing to identify yourself, kind of like you were saying, with other with hobbies, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. as long as that isn't um, going on top of your your identity in Christ, if it's not, like, to make sure it's not taking the place of that, mm -hmm. and uh, if it's not contradictory yes. to your identity in Christ, because that's got to take priority. Um, 
this might actually be kind of controversial to some, but like you can be an American in like a very patriotic sense um, and a Christian. But as soon as your patriotism starts contradicting um, your Christian beliefs, then you you have issues there. Um, I don't even want to go there on that topic right now. <laughs> yeah, but you're not putting your Christianity um, first. Right, right. And I mean, that could get super political, but, um, you know, like as a Christian, you've got to put your faith first. Um Right. Even as something as serious in all things, um, as being, you know, an American, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to being, you know, a fan of football or a fan of Animal Crossing. Yep. You know, it's all, all different ways that we identify ourselves. Yeah, and it, like I think one thing that Shelley also kind of references, like our hobbies help us connect and interact with people, and it's like without, you know, if if we're so, I mean, not saying like if we were just so like dismissive of like being interested in anything that we thought was like gonna like negatively affect us then like we wouldn't be able to connect with anybody like if we didn't have hobbies yeah mm-hmm. cool you guys geeking out about anything else this week nope i'm good no, I don't think so. all right we'll uh end the podcast there then uh shelly where can they find you at you can find me on twitter at the shellshock 24 and LJ? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at WarHeroLJ, and you can find me streaming on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel on Fridays, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. Cool. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Wash your hands, keep praying, keep gaming, and God bless. Bye. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.